All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to a, a new edition of Pod by the Bay. It's uh, kind of a different one um, this evening. Uh, we're recording this uh, about 8.35 on January 10th. Um, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you, you know uh, Rivals writer uh, Russ Wood has passed away. Um I it didn't feel right to not acknowledge what Russ was for the USF fan base, what he did for USF men's basketball through maybe the lowest nadir of the social, at least the social media era of college basketball for men's, uh, for at least for men's hoops. So want to kind of get together, kind of share if we've had any memories, um, I know I've got some. So we brought in former Spectrum News reporter Chris Torello, who had covered USF men's basketball um, just as much as Russ had over the last seven, eight years, and kind of wanted to just kind of make this podcast, uh, however long it may be, just kind of reflecting on what, you know, store, funny stories, anything that we have for Russ. I just, it was, it came as a shock today honestly that russ had, had passed and it's uh just unfortunate he was to me i know he had you know uh, uh you know right before we went on there he had run-ins with other industries uh other entities that cover usf because they were directly in the same lane and i completely understand it him and i were very cordial friendly we would chat twice a week almost during basketball season just kind of catching up um, Chris, what was your kind of interactions with him? I know you guys kind of were were foes and became friends. It was, you know, it kind of He's the same of the, thing. I think not many, not many of uh, Chris Torello's foes become friends. Um, I say that just to kind of remind people of my personality, but no, in, in seriousness, um, no, Russ and I, it was kind of funny because he and I got off to a rocky start. We had met on the football field. We were covering Charlie Strong. Um, it was one of his first, it was Blake Barnett had just come in. And I remember it was, um, you know, how, how organized the USF SIDs and all them are. So um, they, they were like, hey, we're going to do the press conference down here. And then, oh, no, everyone come on to the field, but don't step on the grass. Okay, fine. Well, where are we doing the press conference? On the grass. Anyways, so we we're over there. We're checking out Blake Barnett, all this. And that was the first time I interacted with Russ. And I remember he said something to me. I said something to him. And it was kind of like, a, I have no clue who you are. I don't know what you think. Like, he made a comment about, like, oh, of course, the TV guys show up now. And I'm like, oh, he must. Like, if you know me, I've been showing. Like, so I kind of was like, okay, yeah, buddy. Yeah, first time I've seen you, too, or something. Like, it just kind of rubbed both of us the wrong way. Then he went back and talked to some industry people. And, you know, and then I went back. And so it finally all got worked out about a year later, um, as any good media rivalry would. And we were sitting on the steps of the Muma Center and we just kind of looked at each other. I remember he started something with me and I kind of said, what are we fighting about? He goes, you know what we're fighting about? I said, no, I really don't. We hashed it out and we hugged and that was it. And um, I know it sounds stupid to everyone, but for me, that was like an important moment because Russ is the Russ was so important to the USF men's basketball beat. And for so many of us who get to go to that one game a week at Ray J, um, you know, or get to go to a basketball game, but he's there all the time. 
He was there on the sidelines. He was in the locker rooms. He was there talking to players. Um, and just, it can't be understated what he actually did for USF men's basketball. It, it can't be. Um, and I remember he and I would talk even, I mean, I've been gone. When, when did I leave? In May of 22. Um, and he and I would still talk. We were talking heavily about the Carter Knox thing. Because he knew I covered Carter at TC. So he and I were going back and forth on it a lot. And it's, I actually had to check my mail. I think he and I last talked not that long ago, not that long ago in terms of messages, probably right before the holidays. So, um, yeah, it, uh, it really stinks because, um, he's just very strong and independent. He always had good sourcing. And for someone in my business where it's so easy to just throw crap against the wall. He really did it well. And, um, you know, it's, it's, look, it's a loss for USF. It's not just a loss for, you know, media industry or for rivals. It's, it's a loss for, for USF athletics. And I hope Michael Kelly and all them over there understand that. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more that what Russ has been able to do over the almost decade that he covered USF athletics was he, uh, he covered USF men's basketball, which, I think we would agree over the last decade was maybe the worst beat to cover of all time. Like they were atrocious for long periods and long stretches of time. And yet he never wavered. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and he was a, he was a guy who he, he did like late night DJing. Like he was a, like a radio guy. He did like, prior to him becoming a sports broadcaster and sports, uh, anything within basketball, like this dude was a radio guy through and through. Like he had his own show up in Baltimore. He is from the DMV. He was very proud of the fact that he was from the DMV. And I can't blame him for that, that the, the basketball skill, the basketball talent that came out of the DMV. I mean, Kevin Durant's probably maybe the, the most prominent one over the last 15 years that's come out of the DMV. Like he was so proud of the, the fact that where he was from and it permeated throughout the press boxes, right? Regardless if it was, you know, sitting, you know, two seats away at basketball, him and I shared in at football games. It was me his intern and then him for the last two years. Um, and we would just, we would shoot the shit and it, it was him. I think bestowing his knowledge on his intern and he, uh, the intern's name was Jack. I don't know what he's up to right now, but he tried to guide his intern over the last two years and like taking over the beat. And I, I just, hope rivals doesn't go away i think they've done a really good job i think he's done a really good job of setting the foundation for what rivals can be because i mean we've said it time and time again when we cover football i'll be honest there's not many people who could touch us on football we were never touching russ with basketball like there was just no shot the guy knew basketball like the back of his hand he like it was what he lived, what he breathed. And that's what we're going to miss. Like outside of him just being a good freaking person to, to, to me, to us. I mean, Seth, you were three seats over. Like, (laughs) I mean, it was, 
the guy just cared and he would show up even when it wasn't even his beat to cover because nobody else from rivals was covering USF. He would be the one I know when the news broke today uh, in our discord channel, it was like, Oh crap. Who's going to be the person going to record the press conferences when no one else does like that. He had, he had found the niche and he carved it so well. Yeah, I mean, on my side of things, he, like, I remember the first time he guys threw me into the Wolves to cover a USF basketball game, and I didn't even know where the entrance was outside of the student entrance. And I just remember he, uh, of all people, he was the first one to, like, ask who I was. And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, covering the Daily Stampede. I'm, I'm you know, I, I work with Nathan. And he, he just, he sighed and he was like, ah, another one. <laughs> And that just kind of stuck with me. Um, I, I never really had interactions with him after, after that because you guys know how terrible I am at covering basketball. But but there was no one who cared more about USF basketball than Russ. And his impact just stretches beyond the realm of that as well. I mean, he went to so many tournaments, so many AAU um, you know, showcase tournaments and everything like that. Like, we didn't want to touch basketball recruiting ever because we felt like it was infringing upon the work that Russ does. Because listen, I, I have my sources with football. I have my sources with, with tennis. I have my sources with all these people. I didn't dare touch basketball because for me to infringe upon the hard work that he does, he, he deserved to break all of the news for USF in basketball. He deserved to break who the new coach was. If there was any good recruits coming in, you know, what was going on injury wise. It, it it purely was was his beat to cover, and I, I think we all respected it to to a degree. Of you know, we would cover it too, but we all we all knew he was kind of the the beacon of uh, of truth over in the corner there. Yeah, I rem I remember when we were um, talking about you know after what the Daily Stampede stuff, when we were talking about doing the Bayer Examiner, we kind of said, okay, we're gonna have football. Vito and Steve, we're doing the roundup. We're like, we're going to be pretty good at all the other sports. Russ has basketball. Like it was, it was just like it was just. We just kind of wrote it off. I it's wasn't like, included. He was um, a super nice guy. I only got to see him at football games. Obviously, uh, I, I'm not going to the basketball stuff, but um, you could tell the passion he had for basketball, uh, just and and sports in general. I mean, the last thing I think I talked with him about. Um, was during the we were talking about the U.S. Open tennis, and we somehow started talking about Martina Hingis because we were trying to figure out who was the youngest Grand Slam uh, tennis player to ever win a Grand Slam, and we were going through Steffi Graf knows. So it was uh, so he he was kind of in a sea of really young people up in the press box. Uh, mm -hmm. He's an older guy that you could talk that was just you could tell he loved sports. He was talking could talk about anything, um, and then also talk about his past and radio and stuff like that and. He seemed to be a guy that parents really trusted too, you know, from talking with him that um, parents of recruits, not just like USF recruits, but kind of recruits all over. Cause I think he was pretty involved in the kind of basketball, not just USF basketball, basketball kind of all over the state. Right. Yeah. So he, I, I know he covered Gators like recruiting for the rivals for a little bit. And then he kind of went national covering recruiting. Uh, he just kind of owned the USF section, but he would, like Steve said, like he would cover, you know, the AU games. He would be, he would be at the scorers table, like actually 
uh, scoring the game for some of these, like the the high end Orlando tournaments, like at at the Wild World the Sports, like at Disney. Like he was just someone who would just was around the industry, and of course, you're going to create relationships. And it, like you said, like you like we knew we just straight up never touching what he was able to do with basketball. Like it was just straight up. Okay. How do we cover basketball in a way that doesn't infringe on what Russ does really well, but also like kind of separate and uh, something different. Right. And it, it's a very hard thread to, to, you know, needle the thread or whatever it, the saying is just, he, he did it so well and was so passionate about a school he didn't even go to. Like all of us, except for Chris on this podcast right now, went to USF. And he had, and Russ had the, the same amount of passion and temperament, and he would get annoyed just as much as any of us about USF basketball. And the thing was, he never showed it publicly right like his uh, uh to i'll throw myself under the bus uh men's basketball infuriates me <laughs> and uh when they're bad it just irks my life so like for the last like 10 years they've just irked my life right it's but he would cover usf and still some somehow get you know a, a positive spin on something and Chris, I, I don't know how, like you were, you come in from, from Providence, you're uh, covering a team that you, uh, you, there was some relationship when you were there. I think, yeah. I think USF yeah, and yeah. Providence oh, crossed man. over. I'll never forget that game. As long as I live, Jim Lighthall calls it the, the night of his life. And I say, yeah, it was a nightmare for me, but, um, but yeah, no, I remember, um, that's, I was actually glad you brought that up because, so yeah, being a Connecticut guy, being from the Big East, being a, um, you know, UConn, Providence, growing up up there, went, going to Providence, he and I would talk about the DMV religiously because Providence recruited the DMV. And, you know, he and I would talk about USF, what happened if they had gotten a certain player, how many players would it take to formulate maybe one or two year run to a tournament? And, you know, and we talked about, well, then how do you adjust scheduling and, and just, he, he, I'll, he, I'll give him a lot of credit. He was very big on collaborating, even if it was just behind the scenes, like two buddies shooting the, shooting the crap over a beer in a bar, you know, like, and it could have just been over DMs or text messages. He, it was just like, you're talking to him sitting right next to you. So I always enjoyed that. And, um, one thing I also want to say is he, he had the cachet of someone who probably worked at a local at a certain local newspaper just because of the knowledge he had and because of the um his ability but he didn't have the what's the word I'm looking for he didn't have the arrogance you know what I'm saying like he he could have easily thrown it in anyone's face and said you don't know bleep from anything you know but he he wanted to be he wanted to have like you said Wanted to have those conversations or like Steve was saying, you know, I mean, of course, when everyone met Steve, we all said, Ugh, but I mean, you know, that was, that's just a normal reaction. But, but I mean, seriously, with, with, with him, it was more like, okay, I gotta, he always liked to, I don't know if like those conversations, like, like, you know, like uh, Seth brought up, I almost felt like that was his way of testing you a little bit. Like, okay, can we have a conversation? Right. Are you willing to BS with me? 
when there's 752 left in the first half of, you know, USF Long Island and <laughs> to 14. Like, can we please talk about something else? And he just wanted to know that you were there with him. So I've always, I, I, I'm gonna, I mean, I, I missed it already. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen him in person, but man, that was, those, those, a lot of memories have flooded back over the last few hours. And, uh, there are a lot of good ones. And, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good people in the Tampa Bay media, but not many that I could say, man, I really enjoyed sitting down with them and seeing them. And my favorite thing with him is there was a certain situation with a football media member recently. And he just, it was, you know, the person who asked about, you know, Ulysses S. Grant and how his battle plan. And um, apparently that really mattered with Alex Golish. But he would message me about this per, and he would just go, Chris, I need you back here. I need <laughs> you here, please. And that, that to me makes it all worth it to know that somebody who you admired, admired you. So that, that makes it all worthwhile. And from the sounds of it, he certainly admired what y'all were doing as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of comes, it comes down to that. Like, you know, post game uh, men's basketball press conferences, you know, we're sitting down there for, 15, 20 minutes before the head coach, the, the head coach and the players come in. And, you know, my initial reaction is like, I kind of know basketball. Like I, I, I can get by, right. Like that's, that's my, that's my thing. Like I know football, I can get by, I can get by with basketball. Turning to, to Russ is like me turning to Seth about like the, the immersive side of the sport. And like Russ can, uh, he was able to break down. Okay, this is why they did the back screen here. the The sideline out of bounds play didn't work because of X. All right, they tried this. Okay, they went back to it in the first. They they tried it a couple times in the first half, weren't getting it. Now they went back to it in the second half, got it a few times, and then it opened up four more plays. And that, like for basketball, because it's such a quick sport, like you've got to have a mind for it. He had the mind for it, and was excellent at breaking down the X's and O's. He did the the previews for uh you know men's basketball's uh third games almost every, every single game if not uh, like if not every game uh, pretty much the important ones and would have okay this is the three point shooter who uh has been off for 14 days. Okay, watch out for him. This guy he's been bad but he's pretty streaky. Like he had the scouting report for all of these guys and would provide the 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 intel, the context, everything for every single game, and it, it's it, it's rough to uh, see because I'll be honest, we're not going to be able to touch that still. Like that's still not going to be something that we can do unless we get someone who played college basketball, or that's just not what we do. And, and there's just such a void in the USF coverage now and i'm not entirely sure how that gets filled if it ever does because there i'll be perfectly candid there's no one right now who covers usf anything that can fill the void for basketball that russ has left very true well said what always amazed me with russ um i've only interacted with him a couple times it was very similar to like what steve said but one thing you know he'd always say hi back which i always thought there's some people who are just too busy to say hi back he never was but his accuracy on future casts, which is like the crystal ball of rivals, 89%. <laughs> 383 of 432. That's correct. 
That's like, I looked, I was like, is that like normal? And no, even the national writers aren't even close to that. Like yeah. what? <laughs> I yeah. remember looking, cause when I didn't realize he did the, the more national recruiting, cause when he would go to the camps and just whatever he posted on Twitter, that's when I looked and went, are you kidding me? And like, he had one as recent as, Ooh, victorious Miller, four star uh, committed to Oregon on November 15th. And he's, he um, was one of the guys who picked that. Um, only 16% of writers forecasted Oregon he committed. So that's again, just, it, yeah. just absolute incredible work to the crowd. Cause basketball, like who knows? Yeah. I mean, it changes every other day. I do incredible. Yeah. He was, uh, he was crazy plugged in. <clears throat> yeah. It was insane. He would get um, calls during USF football games, like, or messages yeah. during USF football games. It was like often. And it, we're kind of, we're kind of pushing up on, on 20, here and I, I wanted to get you know Chris you in and out you 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 just had a, a brand new baby who's you know gone through the the tar poop stage and or, or you know kind of grown up I called you on the way home tonight and it was like hey can you jump on and you were gracious enough to kind of share your thoughts uh, uh, about Russ and I, I felt like this was an important thing to do tonight because what Russ has meant for this entire program for the last 10 years. I mean, he was, he was here just, just like us when Murray Bartow left two guys at Hobie Baker in Houston. Like this was the guy that was there. So like, this is a guy who's in the mud with us for eight, nine years. I, I, I don't want him to be kind of cast aside. Like, uh, you know, some, some other folks who, you know, kind of come in and out of our lives like this, this guy was a very important part of USF athletics. And I hope everybody who watched, listened, heard, read anything he ever did uh, inside the Leroy Selman Center, inside Muma Center, outside of it as a fan, understands how important this guy was for USF athletics in general. They could find a spot. They, they, they should find a chip or something at the second level there at Muma where nobody sits. It's just that, you know, I mean, they did, you know, I don't know if they need, you know, some money to pay, you know, to name the, you know, media center. If it is named down there, I don't know. But like, I hope Michael Kelly and the staff give him something over there, you know, and just because, you know, he, his legacy needs to be remembered. So hopefully that gets taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Chris, I, I appreciate you hopping on and, and kind of sharing your thoughts about the, the passing of Russ Wood, who, uh, you know, uh, I'll be honest. He, w- he, I was shocked how old he was. Uh, him and I were talking. And he, he's as old as my dad, and he does not. Who, my dad turned seventy in like a week and a half, and uh, it just he never, never felt like it. I don't know. Uh, but my thoughts with his family, um, everybody that knew him, he, he was such a, a genuinely nice guy, and. I mean, if you if you're even looking at it, like his profile picture on, on Twitter, it, big smile. I've never seen him angry or upset. Like outside of like Nathan, why did you let Steve in the press box again? Like it was just, <laughs> you know, it, he he was such a good dude, and, and I know I'll miss the conversations that we had over the last eight years. Yeah, very well said. Mm. So I appreciate you, Chris, uh, coming on and. Uh, We'll wrap up this uh, this edition of uh, Pod by the Bay, and um, you know, hug your loved ones. You never know, 
when the time is when the time is. So uh, be safe. And uh, as always, go Bulls.